G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A little inspiration today as we talk about when is it too late to be able to pursue those things that you know that God has called you to, that you're gifted for, and you've been able to walk through doors at different times, but you've really wanted to approach things in a much more determined, intentional and powerful way. Well, it's amazing the people you meet. And just recently, I was introduced to Pastor Mike Headley, who is a missions pastor at the Twin Rivers Church at Eagleby in Queensland. And Mike has quite an incredible story to tell. Mike, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much. Now, if you were a woman, Mike, I might be embarrassed to ask. But as a man, I can say, how old are you now? A bit older than my teeth. Actually, I'll be 80 in August. Okay, so at age 80, what inspires me to hear your story is that at age 80, you've just had a health scare and you're afraid Mm. that your opportunity to serve the Lord in the Mm. missions capacity that you've been doing now over the best part of the last two decades Mm. may well be coming to a close and you are passionate and enthusiastic about finding a new way to be able to use your gifts, your talents, mm-hmm. uh, in order to serve the Lord in an appropriate way. Absolutely. doesn't mean to say that I'm not committed to my church. Of course I am. I hope you're listening, Pastor. Um, but seriously, <laughs> I love to be involved in my church with prayer, with um, pastoral care, etc. But I still, that is not sufficient because God's exposed me to to incredible things outside of the local church, and I couldn't continue without that. That's my heart. For a long time, you were in business. Yes. And while you were in business, you had this, uh, what we'd call a sort of a dual capacity to be able Mm. to run your business. You had Mm. a very uh, integral part to play. Others weren't able to just jump in and take your role there. Mm. But you were serving in just a small way into areas of mission. Yes, um, it was Mike Headley Cables. Uh, we we operated a. We started off making computer cables, and then we had to go overseas to import the products. So that tied in beautifully with my desire for missions work. And so I go to Taiwan, uh, to China, and uh, Papua New Guinea for my business. But because I was a member of Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship International, I would. Um, look up the guys over there, and they would take me to church, and that would be my introduction to to mission work whilst I'm traveling on business. That's how it became established. And becoming used to the idea that uh, serving God in mission has some dangers about it, you had a significant experience 25 years ago. You were visiting Burma, and it happened to be at the time when there was a military coup going on. Well, the thing is, uh, once you've experienced anything of this nature, then you're never the same again. You just can't settle down. 
I, I, I was booked in to go to Thailand on a mission trip, and, and a friend said, well, why don't you go to Burma from Thailand? I said, well, God hasn't told me. And so I prayed about it, and God did tell me. So I rang this friend up said, do you have a hotline with God? And they said, why? I said, I'm going. Whoopee. So I went. And there was a hunger strike going on in Burma because of the junta, and uh, they were really making trouble. And so all these people who were lining up to go from Africa and different countries, uh, missionaries, couldn't get in because they couldn't get their visa stamped. I had one. So they were so excited, and they saw me off at the customs. And I was thinking, I wish they wouldn't jump up and down because they stopped me. And <laughs> But anyhow, cut a long story short, I got into Burma, and the shooting started. Moved into this hotel, and uh, there was like a spirit of death over the nation because I was only one one block away from all the shooting going on. And so the soldiers were going into the hotel and raping taking the girls off the street, taking them in the hotel and raping them. And so I booked in. I had nowhere else to go. And there was two beds. So I looked at one bed. It wasn't that clean if you get my drift. And the other bed was okay. So I piled a whole lot of blank, uh, pillows up, about five or six, and prop, prop myself up and reading the word and singing some songs and in between all the shooting going on outside. And, and you, I just felt, well, I need to worship I need to cover myself with the blood of Jesus. When the storm is going on outside, absolutely. you recognize there's peace in that ability that you have to call on God and bring yeah. peace into the turmoil. That's right. But the devil hated it because um, I, I was, you know, reading the word and at peace. But then suddenly something appeared at the foot of the, foot of the bed and uh, I was quite petrified. <laughs> so... I remember what Yonggi Cho from Korea said once, you know, um, oh, that's just you, Satan. You, in the name of Jesus, go. You know, I, I love Jesus, not you. But it didn't happen. And it got worse and worse. Then it came up the side of the bed, and and my faith was incy, wincy, wincy a little bit <laughs> in question, only for a short second. Um, and then I started to shout at the top of my voice, it's the blood that sets me free. And I was singing away and worshiping God and, and all the shooting was going on at the same time. And, and I just went louder than the guns, you know, <laughs> and as God is my witness, as I'm sitting here talking to you, my next recollection is waking up with my head so beautifully on the pillow, one pillow, and the others were right across the other side of the room. And I didn't put them there, so you can work out yourself who put them there. And the peace of God was in that room, and the shooting had stopped. Oftentimes we'll talk about having an encounter with God, mm -hmm. but sometimes there's going to be an encounter, a power encounter with the devil or with a demonic presence, and yes. uh, you felt you had that that night. Absolutely. What does that do for you when you get beyond that? You recognize that there's power in this name of Jesus. You already have a passion mm -hmm. in your heart for serving in mission, mm -hmm. and then something happens in your business, and That's you've right. got a, a fork in the road, a choice to go in a different direction. You chose to work in more significant mission opportunities. Yeah. Where did you work? Well, we, we went to Penang in Malaysia. My wife is from Penang originally. 
So we had accommodation laid on, <laughs> which was helpful. Very helpful. Um, of course, for those of you who know, it is a 1040 window, and Penang is fairly central. So that was the ideal place because then we could go from Penang into Burma, into Thailand and different countries, which is exactly what we did. But whilst we were there, we also had a steep learning curve on working in another church, in another culture, in another nation in Penang. And you worked with local churches. Yes. You made regular visits, trips into these nations. Yes. And now in your latest expeditions, you've had a focus on the Philippines. Yes, that's right. Because my wife felt to come back for different reasons to Australia, I couldn't stay there. And so I came back with her. And then I was asking God, where do I go? And as I said to you earlier, if, if you love God, you can never win an argument. So <laughs> Philippines it was. And and uh, I got locked into a church in Manila, and they have satellite churches all over Philippines. So I grab a pastor from the main church, and we go off for a week or 10 days to all the s satellite churches. And you find yourself preaching the gospel, teaching about the things of God, and you have seen dramatic things happen, uh, yes. lives transformed yes. as people come to Christ. Uh, also, you pray for people for healing. You've seen yes. some tremendous miracles over mm -hmm. the years. Yeah. Um, on one occasion, in can I come back to uh, Ukraine? I went to Ukraine with a bunch of guys, and we were praying for some people. And I had an interpreter who spoke English, and there was a woman, senior citizen, woman doctor we were praying for, and then there was another lady praying behind her so there was my interpreter the doctor and the person behind and that it turned out that the doctor was a senior doctor she'd been around for a long time she had an illness that she knew quite clearly that it was irreversible non-healable and yet she declared that it was healed because of the symptoms and she knew what she was talking about and my two colleagues were crying their eyes out and it turned out that all three of them were surgeons hmm. <laughs> and so First of all, I was thinking my name was Thomas. But then, of course, when I realized, oh, wow, this is a miracle. And then what, what could you do? But you weep, you know. Uh, you weep and uh, very, very significant in knowing that when the miracle happens in the presence mm. of doctors who are able to make a diagnosis and yes. to be able to declare yes. that this is a miracle, that's yes. when it is very, very significant. Yes. And, of course, God has opened doors. He's given you opportunities just take us into this latest issue. You had a, a little health scare of recent times. Mm -hmm. Now you're wondering whether you can get back into those mission contexts, and yeah. now you're looking for something new. Correct, yeah. Well, um, my business was in electronics, and prior to that I was involved with marketing and promotions. And all over the years I've been, I've been asking God, can you use my skills, Lord? You know, and, and I haven't had an answer, so like, get on with it, you know. So I got on with it. But now I've come to that stage, as you rightly said, um, I'm asking God again. And he's, he's just introducing me to people. I go to a dinner and I meet a guy that works here in the radio station. Yeah. Uh, 
And I know you've got a connection too now to Vision Prayer. So when yes. people call yes. our Vision Prayer line, yes. uh, they may well get you on the other end and someone to pray and to yes. uh, listen to their concern and That's to bring right. that before God. And yes. I know that that'll be an encouragement to those who do call the Vision Prayer yes. line, that there are people like yourself Absolutely. Uh, who've been there and you've seen the power of God so powerfully working in people's lives. Yes, yes. And when you pray, you believe God is going to intervene into those circumstances and to bring healing Definitely. and to bring correction to those things that are Definitely. wrong. Well, Pastor Mike Headley, who is a missions pastor at the Twin Rivers Church at Eagleby in Queensland. Mike, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts, to share your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.